God damn it. I love starting episodes like this when you're whining about your trade. Oh, whining about your bets. Well, last, but- time, last time we had this, I, the Dodgers fucked me. But yeah, so this would be an all time collapse if this happens. So Jake and I are here starting the episode. We, I mean, we're already like tw- 10 minutes into this recording because we were talking trades and I think we settled on a trade. Do you want yeah, to, I mean, I think want me to announce it? I think it's coming down to Do you want to send it or do you want me to send it? Um, I want you to send it. So, okay. and then hundred, I think I'm a, I'm a hundred percent on the, the two for one, but if you want to try to get spicy and send something back, uh, the three two for two, because you're just going to drop the person. So okay. I might as well just keep them this week. All right. We'll send it my way. I'll prove it. We'll announce it right here. Okay. This guy, that guy, that guy, and this guy. All right. I can't wait for Phil to, to have some sort of comment. Let's try to let's text Phil. Um, Where does it pop up for me when I've been offered a trade? I don't know. I should have came through right now, though. There it is. Penny moves. Oh, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> you want to announce it or do you, or do you want Wait, me to announce it? Why does it want me to log into my account? What is this crap? One sec. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait before I announce it. is a trade to announce all right trade has been accepted the cat will be trading Najee harris Kaleeb, and Kaleeb, caleb caleb Huntley to la bash bros for raheem mostert and Cortland sutton now just a bunch of shit for a bunch of shit to be honest it really is i think I, it, it may be shocking, and it, it's still a little raw for me, given my injury with Brees Hall, to ship out Najee Harris, who, who's been horrible this year, been dreadful this year. Um, but a team that's already depleted at running back, me shipping out one of my top-end running backs that I feel like most people are holding on to at this point. But I like Corlin Sutton. He's been god-awful in terms of just getting involved, getting those touchdowns. We talked about it in the last episode, but I'll t- at this point of the year, yeah, like you're saying, we're trading crap for crap. I, I see Cortland turning around a little bit faster, and I see Raheem Mostert. I know I even mentioned it, mentioned it in the last episode. Um, now that running back room's a little stuffed with Jeff Wilson Jr., but we saw in, with the Niners when that backfield was together, when Raheem was healthy, he, Jeff Wilson Jr. really wasn't like involved, mm-hmm. so I mean I'll take that as a baseline. But it's a, this is just one of those gut wrenching trades. It's either gonna it's gonna swing heavy for one of us. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you definitely have the two players that are gonna get most of the play. I'm just trying to take a shot at perhaps not even first round talent. Like at this point, like maybe third or fourth round talent. Something that's above uh, Raheem Mostert. I I like Cortland Sutton. I've just really fallen out of... After I saw what DeAndre Hopkins has done so far, it was just very apparent, like, okay, I have my two legit wide receivers. Yeah. Um, 
both. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's only played two weeks, and I'm, I, I, he's due for some sort of regression as far as hitting 20 points one of these weeks, and it could come this week against a, you know, a good Seattle secondary. They're actually third-ranked in, in fantasy. Um, but he has averaged in the last two weeks more points than Cooper Cup this season, which is in Cooper Cup's number three overall. So I like my wide receivers there. And also with Terry McLaurin doing well, so far this season, um, you know, he's a good backup third wide receiver. I do think getting Josh Palmer, and I know I'm a Chargers fan, but no Mike Williams for the next month. Keenan Allen is, <laughs> he might be gone for the next month. So that's going to be like big time for Josh Palmer to at least, you know, show. And he's got good matchups. So I think I, I could afford to lose Cortland. But Najee in general, I, yeah, it's just, I know that he is going to be the lead running back and I'm hoping that he gets a little bit more end zone opportunities, even though I've watched some of those games and it's gross. Every time he runs the ball, they have a really bad line. They don't do a lot of check downs with him. Um, As Blake and I were talking prior, I don't think he's reached more than, what was it? 11 points this season um, in a single week. He hasn't hit 12. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't hit 12 yet. So yeah, I, I'm pairing DeAndre Swift and Najee together. I like my starting lineup. Um, I think it's really good. It just depends on if the players around them or if they actually like perform. So we'll see. I, I, I really think whoever wins this trade, it will come down to just Cortland Sutton, Najee Harris. I mean, who can who can get the touchdowns? Because both yeah. of them, the touchdowns has just been elusive all year, mm-hmm. and um, whoever can just start getting getting back in the end zone, it's just going to make the world a difference. Because Najee's Najee's had the touches, he's had the decent amount of yards, at 60, 70 yards. It's just not falling in the end zone. And yeah, uh, matchups are he has he uh, Pittsburgh has some a little bit better matchups. They kind of went through a slog of just like really good teams. So uh, that may have hurt him. The situation at quarterback and all the instability there may have hurt him. It's kind of a new team coming out of the bye. No more Chase Claypool. Maybe that limits options. Maybe that switches around the offense. So it's tough to part with Najee, but I just, I need, I need a change. It's I got to make a trade. I got to get involved. I don't like this slide. I'm going down. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I I looked at your team and I saw that, you know, some of those guys that you were starting and I was just like, I feel like I could, I could probably get a deal going with Blake. And I also, I picked up Dion Jackson and I'm, I'm trying for that magic that happened a few weeks ago, as far as his stats. Um, He's playing, he has a really tough matchup, like the second or second best fantasy run defense uh in the patriots but i mean at this point for him i will i will take you know i will take his projections that's 12.5 right now i will easily like take that um so yeah i figured i have some guys on by um i had you know i had some tough choices do i you know and we'll talk about my matchup with the shane but i was in between deandre swift deon jackson and moster and i was just like you know what I feel like I can I can deal one of these guys right now. So um, no one in our league really trades, and I felt like with uh, being able to just talk to you over over the pod, um, and I don't think I have anything that you know Phillips would really want um, as far as all of his his running backs that are going off for him. So yeah, I figured we'd try to get something done. I usually win these trades. I usually win these trades with Jake. Um, thinking back, yeah, that's fair. I usually win these ones. So. We'll just see what happens. And 
Baseball well, is a different story, but football. Well, uh, this is a football podcast, Jake. <laughs> but uh, let's just go over the weeks. Let's keep this this trade in mind as we assess uh, the matchups. But let's get going. All right, first matchup we got Bash Bros. What are you three and five dead last versus QB Sneaks uh, four and four sixth place? Just well, we, straight drop. Yeah, but we just made a trade, so maybe that's going to affect your matchup here. Uh, we are recording on Friday. Thursday night game already happened. Jalen Hurts had a good game. Um, didn't hit projections. Kind of a cake match. Actually, matchup, didn't but. think. I mean, he had, I should say, he had a good game as far as, like, actual football. Yeah. Um, but for fantasy purposes, I was looking. He only had, like, five points in the first half. And I was like, oh, my God. a weird like, game. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I also got lucky that they ran the ball twice um, inside the five-yard line. And they scored touchdowns with... Miles Sanders and that uh, wasn't Boston Scott. It was the other one, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, Gainwell. So I was very much appreciative to that offense, just running the ball in the first half. Um, I, I Shane kind of got lucky with the. He also has the Eagles defense, which had a pick, and then right after that, uh, AJ or uh, was a fifteen-yard touchdown to AJ Brown. So. I actually, anytime I feel like if you're going up against a quarterback that runs the ball a lot and gets rushing touchdowns, anytime that you um, kind of escape without them scoring a rushing touchdown, it's it's a win. Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, going over his team first, I'm, I'm just going through the matchups real quick uh, on his team. I see DJ Moore, James mm-hmm. Conner is back. He's he's kind of thin, it looks like, this week on bye. George Kittle being out. Robert, Robert Tanya is always on the waiver wire. It seems like he's always on someone's team. Mm-hmm. One he's got week a good on, matchup, though. Yeah, he's got a good matchup. And I think, yeah, overall, he's got pretty good matchups across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to go with DJ Moore again after that big. Uh, he's been lighting it up the last two weeks. Uh, I don't know the situation. Have you been following uh, Cordell? Cordero yeah, Patterson. so Cordero is re, uh, able to return, uh, start on Sunday. He has been practicing. Um, he is, He's off the – well, he's still technically on the IR, but they designated him to return. So he's able to return in the next – I think it's like 21 days. But I'm reading right now. It says the Falcons will wait until Saturday to make a decision. So okay. uh, he, there will be a decision tomorrow whether or not Cordero plays. I think either way, to be honest, I personally would like – Tyler Algier, who I think is good um, to start only because I do think him and Caleb Huntley will split time. Um, But, and I, and I don't want, I I also think they're going to, they're not going to like throw Cordero back in too. So um, I think no matter, I think that's actually, now that I think about it, maybe I do want Cordero to play because I think it's going to be tough to kind of choose one of those three running backs to to start or two, I guess for him. And I think like you can go big brain here and even look at. I wonder what uh, Cordell's contract situation is. Is he is he even on a expiring deal coming up, or is he, he just signed to- a, a two year contract? Because I wanted the Chargers to sign him in the off season. Yeah, and, okay, that's what it was. And then he signed. Uh, yeah, up. I would think I would think probably the best decision for the team, and I would think maybe the best decision for a Shane is if uh, if he sits this game, he can be reinstated Saturday, but maybe uh, they reinstate him but they communicate mm-hmm. that he's going to be under like a severe uh, pitch count. And because that matchup's pretty good against Chargers, huh? It's really good. It's really good for yeah. Atlanta Falcons running backs. This member, this happened a couple of weeks ago with Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. We yeah. were talking about how Dave Montgomery's returning for injury. And then uh, I, I think Shane played Khalil Herbert. 
Mm-hmm. And Dave Montgomery had like 20 points. So yeah. as someone that's playing a Shane, I kind of hope that this happens to where they're both available. And then he has to make the decision instead of yeah. the team making this decision for him. Yeah. But well, uh, go really ahead. Quick, I am very worried. About, I think this is the week that Justin Jefferson scores two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I think he goes crazy against the, red, uh, the R words, uh, the commanders. I think. Yeah. I am very worried about this matchup. Looking at Justin Jefferson's stat line this year, he had basically 35 points week two. He had two touchdowns then. I I could see that being a very similar stat line where it's nine catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. So I'm very, very concerned about that. Yeah, that's what I'm just looking at his team. Uh, Some some funky names, obviously. Then we're looking at the scope of the season with James Conner, obviously, Mm -hmm. being hurt. Uh, Robert Tanya, but yeah, all great matchups, and I think the greatest matchup of all is Young Hoku going against the Chargers. He's gonna be an easy fifteen burger. He's gonna, to, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna revenge game for Young Way. Yeah, but uh, let's go over your team. You just we were just talking about the trade. It's gonna shake it up a little bit. Um, you're gonna, I mean, you don't have really anyone to play. So in terms of the trade, you're not gonna be playing Najee. He's gonna be mm-hmm. on by. So it looks like I would imagine this is the lineup you're gonna be running out. Yeah, this is the lineup I will be running out. Um, the one thing that I am just worried about is that I have a couple guys that have been a little dinged up. And for instance, like Mark Andrews kind of screwed me last week. Not that it really mattered because I lost by 50. Uh, but I just, I am always worried when guys kind of have lingering injuries like a Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews, yeah. Swift. Like all three of them are questionable. Oh, huge shot by Giannis. Um, and so, so yeah, ahead I, of you. I won't say anything. <laughs> um, and so I am worried that, you know, one little ding up here and there, and then I kind of, I have to watch them just sit from the sidelines. And that's like the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Especially early. Phil always complains about the QB curse for him that he starts his quarterback first drive at the game. They get conky. They're out for the, out for the year. But, mm-hmm. um, all reports, I think, out of coming out of LA with Cooper Cup, he looks fine. He looks like he's ready to go. He I think he practiced fully. Um, he doesn't have an injury destination, so he should be good to go. I, I'm worried about that matchup against Tampa. I'm just worried about the Rams in general. Mm-hmm. But still, there there's no more automatic wide receiver in the NFL than Cooper Cup. So, mm-hmm. um, and Mark Andrews, I think that was just a fluke situation. I know he's hurt, and situations like that happen, but. Uh, I'm obviously you're excited for Joshua Palmer. I, if I'm looking at your lineup, that's the only kind of shocking new face I see on your team. Yeah, so I picked up both him and Deion Jackson like back to back days to have on my bench for perhaps I saw that Jonathan Taylor was out or was you know not practicing on Wednesday, so I scooped him up. I will be playing him because I don't really feel like they have. I mean, I guess they could possibly do Zach Moss, who they just picked up in a trade, but I feel like I don't really have. Yeah, they don't really have. He is a rookie, so I would say give him a couple of years to see if he can find his footing. But Zach Moss isn't a rookie. So sorry, like, not Zach Moss. They picked up. Uh, yeah, did they trade Cook or Moss? No, they traded Moss. Oh, okay. Then uh, yeah, okay. Then yeah, Zach Moss does suck. Um, yeah, yeah. My bad. I was thinking of James Cook, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think Deion Jackson is a good can be a good uh, flex play this week. He will be starting my RB two though. Josh Palmer, I am very excited to see him play. The only thing, once again, I'm concerned about, he's got two concussions this year. Um, and if he gets hit again, and he's been out for the last two weeks with one, um, if he gets hit again, then there's no way they're going to put him back out there. But I will say I just love the 
the boom play of this, I could see an eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown game out of him. Um, AJ Terrell, who I talked about, is going to be out this week. Their second string corner is out. Uh, and the Chargers have two wide receivers out. And so Josh Palmer is the number one guy. Um, they don't, and I, I mean, I'm a Chargers fan, and I really can't name more than two other wide receivers that they have. So they the are Chargers? extremely thin. Yeah. Like what they about your have. Boy? Huh? I keep I keep cutting you off, but what about your boy? Michael uh, Bandy. Um Bandy. Yeah, Bandy is a slot guy, so he'll probably get some play, but it there it's gonna be a lot of Eckler once again, even though Eckler showed up in the injury report this week. Um it's gonna be Eckler, Palmer, and Gerald Everett. Those are the three guys that are gonna get a lot, a lot of play this week. Um and we'll talk about Steph's tight end, but I I love Gerald Everett this week. I think he's gonna go off. Um but and speaking about all of this, I am actually a little concerned on Herbert only because they're going to ask him to do a lot as well. And he doesn't have his weapons. So I am a little concerned. 21, I think, is or 22 is, is manageable. I think he can get there. Um, but I could see – I could also see this being kind of a shootout with the oh, Falcons on the ground being able to run the ball. And Shane has two of those guys. And I, I think – you know, I think Eckler's going to have a really nice game too. So – I don't know. I I like my team this week. I, I think I have some good matchups, um, but yeah, we'll see. It's to be honest, it's all about health with like them just not getting hurt in the game and then just sitting the rest of the game. My only hot take with your team is that I do not see Deion Jackson hitting that projection. I don't think anywhere close. I think on the road against New England, you have a quarterback situation that is in absolute flux. I think they force him. I think they they force him to throw the ball. I can't. Even, I always forget. I don't even know the guy's name. But I think they force him to throw the Ellinger. ball. That's mm-hmm. that's just the one as a second second game in your career going against Patriots on the road. Mm-hmm. I I just think they're going to shut down that running game and force him to throw it. Force him to make those tough tough throws into coverage. That's just my thought. But yeah, I I agree with you to that extent. The only thing I will say is that when he last started a game, he had ten catches. So he catches the ball. And I feel like with rookie quarterbacks, it's always talk about a check check down guy and a tight end. Like those are your two best friends. Um, I don't, I mean, Mo Alley Cox isn't anything special, but. uh, Bite your tongue, dude. (laughs) Kidding. But yes. So I think, I think I I definitely am kind of concerned about the 12. This is where me just hoping a touchdown and then maybe like 30 to 40 yards rushing. And he's not a bell cow kind of running back. He's very much a, he just is, is a is a kind of like more spry Naeem Hines. So yeah, you know, 30, 40 yards rushing, thirty to five would be nice. Maybe forty yards catching with like six or seven catches and a touchdown would be would be huge. I would take that in a heartbeat. Okay, give me your uh, what's your prediction here? I am going to take myself. I think well, so we already know that to you know Shane essentially met around his pro- projections. Um, but I was projected to beat him this week. I am very concerned about Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson gets less than 25. I'm going to take myself anyway, but I think it's going to be close if Justin Jefferson goes off. Like, it's going to be very close. It's going to come down to me needing Mark Andrews to survive more than one quarter on Monday night. Okay. I'm going to take uh, QB sneaks here. i just looking at the matchups, and there's a lot of green here. A lot of green. Uh, I... I, I think it really the big thing that comes down for him is that Atlanta backfield mess, how that mm-hmm. gets sorted out on Saturday. And on top of that is can AJ or can DJ Moore 
kind of hit on another week. He's obviously getting ramped up. He's getting more involved. He's getting touchdowns. If he can hit pay dirt one more time, I think that's going to put his team over the top with his other matchups with uh, David Montgomery, Justin Jefferson. So I'm going to take uh, QB Sinks here. That's fair. Oh, he picked up Justin Fields. Fuck, I was thinking about picking up Justin Fields. Well, there goes that. All right, drop <laughs> Gino. What the fuck? We'll start on that note. Gino's gone. Gino's off. I I just <laughs> noticed that it's supposed to happen. Let's look because this must have happened, you know, a few hours ago. Uh, yeah, three three nineteen. Justin Fields added for Gino Smith. If you were to tell me before the season that one of our teams in this league picked up Justin Fields and dropped Geno Smith, I would think that team would be the worst team in the league. But you're wrong. But Ken White Walker, four and four, fourth place, going up against a notorious. Is he Derek the hottest Henry. team in the league? Hold on. Is he the hottest team? No, he's team? not. Brian is. Oh, God. No, Shane is. He's won three in a row. Brian just lost last week. Kenneth White Walker oh, won, won two in a row. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with White Walker. He would be the team I would not want to play against because yeah. Derek Henry, ETN, AJ Brown, Kenneth White Walker. Kenneth Walker. Now I'm just going to keep on White Walker. That sucks. <laughs> but uh, a lot of high 15, 16, 17 projections, which is crazy that he's got like almost three guys in, uh, in the running back flex spot mm-hmm. that are projected higher than his quarterback. You you just mentioned you wanted Justin Fields. Why? What, what do you, why do you want Justin Fields? Uh, Justin Fields, fantasy wise, the last I believe it's the last month or three yeah last month has been like a top five fantasy quarterback. Uh, he gets rushing touchdowns. So if you look, last week he had twenty six points. The week before that twenty three, and then the two weeks before that he had seventeen and eighteen. So he doesn't get the yardage as far, but he's been he's been very like efficient as of late. Um, the last two weeks he's had rushing touchdowns and the last three weeks he's had over 60 rushing yards. So he, he, he runs the ball, he gets uh touchdowns. Uh, and I, I think Miami, look at his next three opponents, Miami, know, Detroit, Atlanta, like that's pretty damn good. You're not going to start him in the playoffs cause he would be going up against Philly Buffalo. And then you would have to hope that you won the, those two weeks. If you go into uh, the championship round, that's a nice matchup against Detroit, but yeah, I would say the next three weeks, like he's going to be a pretty solid uh, fantasy quarterback. I feel like for his team, like his team's kind of rolling right now, and with uh, with a good start to the week with AJ Brown, that if he can pull off a win this week and kind of get himself up there, solidifying his top four spot, he's almost at a point too where you roll Justin Fields out these next three weeks and you start looking on the waiver wire for potential playoff matchups. Like, mm-hmm. who, who are the big matchups you can hit late in the year and kind of roll out the position? Um, because that, that was always the, the point with him, with his team, was just figuring out he needs to figure out that quarterback spot and needs to figure out that tight end spot. Um, I'm trying to look at the Dulich guy. Yeah, he's coming on a little as late. He's got a lot of targets. Yeah, but he was hurt in the beginning of the year. So, I mean, that, I yeah. mean that's a tight end over eight points every week. It's pretty nice. But what what's crazy to me is looking at his team, and I see, and obviously we had the trade with CeeDee Lamb. He's almost at an embarrassment of riches here with his team. I don't mm-hmm. know what he what he will do. I mean, let's let's pretend um, hypothetical matchups here. You got Chris Olave in a we'll say a juicy matchup, maybe top five matchup. You got CeeDee Lamb in a top five matchup. Who would you start? And let's say it's this is the championship. 
Um, I would probably do CD. Um, although now thinking about it, Michael Thomas is out for the year. Uh, they don't. Who's they have another wide receiver that's been hurt? Uh, that I can't remember. Well, off the top Landry's of my head. been hurt. Yeah, I guess I guess it was Landry. But so I, I yeah, I would guess I would. Man, that's tough. That's really hard. I would I would probably still go CD. Um, just because I've I'm I am always the person that like I know what I'm getting out of CD. I feel like especially in a really good matchup. But. Yeah, I would probably go. I would probably go CD. Yeah, I'd, it's tough though. That's something that yeah, like that's something I don't ever really like doing is having to you know second, triple, quadruple guess myself. Um, and if I were Phillips, I would perhaps look for a quarterback. There's there's teams on here that have two quarterbacks. Like, I mean, I have Herbert and Prescott who have been good, not great. So I don't know if necessarily that's an upgrade. But like for instance, Brian has Mahomes and Joe Burrow. So maybe See, that's you go be an easy trade. Maybe you go for Joe Burrow and you because I don't think Brian's going to trade Mahomes when he can stack with Kelsey. So maybe you go and you you go for Joe Burrow and you trade one of your wide receivers because Brian's wide receivers are a little bit on the weak side. So yeah, that's that's an idea perhaps down the line for Phillips, but that's always going to be tough every week um, to try and make that decision. Yeah, and then just kind of with a broad stroke going over his ma- his lineup. Just no, there's no question marks on who you should start. I think um, they're all pretty good matchups. Derrick Henry against uh, the Chiefs. They've been pretty bad on the run this year. He's going to absolutely eat. Um, Alave with the the red rifle. That team's cooking for some reason. I don't get it. Hayden Hurst is a pretty upside heavy tight end this week against Carolina. I like his team. I like his matchups. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a good team. Now, on the flip side, um, you mentioned it, sleep of the wheel a little bit, Notorious. He's got uh, Tony <laughs> Pollard on by starting, but uh, he still has got Austin Eckler. That's going to bump it up. It'll make a big difference, obviously. Yeah. But you mentioned it in the last matchup. Some questions about Austin Eckler, his health going into this week? Yeah, I guess he just had like an abdomen issue, which showed up and he was limited for a couple days, but I'm pretty sure he said he was fine. The only thing I worry about him, of course, is he's he's on pace to break the record for receptions as a running back, and it's like not even close. Um, I mean, the last two weeks, he literally has – he's got 10 and 12 as a running back, and he has two other games that have over eight. So – He's, yeah. on, he's, he's being used so much um, because they have been hurt. That whole entire offense has been hurt. So, you know, he's getting 13 to 15 carries a game, and then he's getting 10 catches, and that's not even tar- – that's not targets. That's legit catches. So he is being used like crazy. Um, he is someone, of course, he's a fantasy monster. But, you know, I would I would be just a little weary with, with him um, – going forward as far as how much usage he's getting. But then you just look at the rest of Trey's team. And I mean, he had that three headed monster for like back to back weeks of Josh Allen, Jacobs and Austin Eckler that like got hit would get him like a combined like 80 points or more. Yeah. Um, that's just hard to do over the course of the season. You're not going to get that. And just the rest of his team is just, there hasn't been any moves done by Trey this year. I don't know if he's like resting on his, his success from last year. Uh, but there really hasn't like Tom Brady is just not good. There's like no reason to keep him around. Um, 
Josh Reynolds had a good like stretch for three or four games. Hasn't done anything. He's going to be out. Uh, Alan Lazard, he did pick him up when he was on waivers. So I don't know. I just uh, this team is just uninspiring when you look at it. Well, let's look at the Josh Jacob scope because obviously last week was a, just a horrible week for the Raiders, and I still express confidence in him. But this would be the week where that if he fell flat again in this matchup, then I would start being nervous. I'd start thinking of the Josh Jacobs, what I thought of coming into the season. But it's kind of cool in this matchup. We got Josh Jacobs going against Travis Etienne. Both mm-hmm. similar projections, but what's your feel here? Who do you think uh, has a better outing between those mm-hmm. two? I'd take, I'd take Etienne. I... I both these teams have just been struggling this entire year. Like we thought, or I thought at least the Jags looked so good after week three. And I think they've lost those games, like every single game since then, they, since they played the Chargers. I think they're two and five, two and six right now. Yeah. But the one player that has proved that he is a beast is Travis Etienne. Like the Broncos have a really good defense. He had 156 yards and a touchdown. So he's just getting better every single week. And I think this week against a Raiders team, that's nothing special when it comes to uh, run defense. We're like 26th in the league. Yeah, give me ETN this week over Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and we're going over we're going over Trey's team with uh, it's always it's always miserable and it's always tough when you have that Thursday game and your guy lays a stinker and you're trying to assess your matchup for the weekend mm-hmm. and you're looking at a three point two from Devonta Smith. But to be fair. I think this was part of the course uh, in our assessment of Devontae Smith, not only last week mm-hmm. and what to expect this week, but just going forward and what we kind of projected him out. But uh, he's kind of in a pickle in terms of uh, additional options. It would have been kind of hard press for me to maybe make the decision to start Alan Lazard, uh, given that Devontae Smith had a pretty good juicy matchup against Houston, but just was on the, the wrong end of kind of a funky game and not the most productive of, offensive outing that we've seen from the Eagles. But like I said, it's just tough having a 3.2, but, and it's also tough looking at projections having a buy on your bench, but I believe he'll get that fixed. But with all that, what do you like here? Who do you like? I think Phillips just runs away with it. I don't even think it's close. Okay. Well, like what, like how many points? Mm-hmm. Or is it, does it matter? You're just that confident? I mean, he beat me by 50. So I would say somewhere around there. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm still taking Ken Whitewalker as well. Just it's hard-pressed. It's really hard-pressed to uh, at this point with all three of the guys clicking right now with Henry, Etienne, and Walker. If they have the three matchups that they have like this week, it's good luck. Good, good luck. Mm -hmm. So give me Whitewalkers by a lot here. I'm very glad that I do not play Phillips again probably the rest of the season. He's going to be... I think if he doesn't lock up, because everything's still kind of close here, I feel like if he doesn't lock up the first round bye, uh, you do not want to be a third place team going going against his team nope. week one of playoffs. That is just a matchup you want to avoid. So we'll see how this one shakes out, and we'll see if he can make that push. Uh, White Walker can make that push to uh, maybe a top two seeding. I think this is the week that Aaron Rodgers finally hits projections. What says you? I say that we're already in week nine, and it's the first proclamation that you said that. So for you to make that proclamation and for me to agree with you on that is pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I this, this is the one matchup that I'm confident if I'm an Aaron Rodgers owner, 
aka Run Runners Ronnie B. I'm starting him here. I'm happy. I'm not questioning it. Uh, which is funny because he has Jared Goff on his bench. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see Jared Goff outproduce him this week, but <laughs> that would just be a icing on the cake. Run Runners Ronnie B. Going against House Targaryen. Both teams are four and four. One team with Steph. She's in third place. Ronnie B is in seventh. Um, we just started with Ronnie B. Let's just stay there. Uh, buy a get in. It is yeah. the worst, worst thing Rough. that you could you can get when you have a. I feel like that the the Jets matchup against the against uh, Buffalo, it's a tough matchup. I still six point nine. I thought you were going to say nice there. I, oh, I, I was waiting oh, for you to say I, nice. I was, I was wondering who you were talking about because I completely forgot James Robinson was A, on Nick's team, and then B, actually um, playing on the Jets. That's the only one that I'm kind of fighting against in terms of projections. But, I mean, it's pretty on par with all the other guys that he's starting. Um, now, okay, we're, we're finally met with the week where Nick has to address it. Darren Waller has been either hurt or just absolute trash all mm-hmm. year. It looks mm-hmm. like signs are pointing that he's going to be playing this week. They at least have a projection symbol next to him. Um, still game looks listens practice limited capacity. So there's a chance he's playing Sunday morning before the game. Darren Waller is healthy. He's ready to go. This is wild that I have to ask. And it's wild that there even could be two answers to this question. But do you go with Taysom Hill or do you go with Darren Waller? I go with Taysom Hill. I that think I actually think Taysom Hill has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than Darren Waller. And only because Taysom Hill gets used in so many different ways. Yeah. But if you, if that was my alternative was Darren Waller, um, then I, I'm still, I'm going to still ride with Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to set that question up just for you to, disagree with me and go with Darren Waller, but I'm also going to Taysom Hill. I've been yeah. railing on him all week, but it's or all year about people playing him. But like you're saying with, with Andy Dalton in there, they, they have established something with this team where it makes sense to have both of them involved and, and it's working. Yeah. I mean, I'm not thrilled with either one. It's not like I wouldn't want to play either one at all. Um, and I don't think I'm still on the, you know, Taysom Hill to play him is just is you're hoping like a lottery ticket, like you're hoping to, to hit or something like it's not. I don't know. I just I still I don't know if Taysom Hill will hit his projections, but I think as we have seen so far this year, he has the you know better chance doing so. Yeah. Um, Romeo Dobbs. I think Nick Nick is just banking on this great matchup uh against the lions i like all of them i i mean i there's someone's got a hit uh in terms of the wide receiver room in terms of the packers lottery that's going to be hopefully a lot of points mm-hmm. i this isn't like a controversial statement but i see this game i i see this game either being a blowout for either team i see that the packers blowing them out or i see the lions blowing them out. i don't see this being a close game i see uh two i see the lions who have just been at moments this year, and I think we're starting to see the downside of it, but still we've seen moments this year where that offense just absolutely explodes. And I don't think I don't think the Packers offense has been so inspiring that they would really make it a game if they start getting boat raced. Mm-hmm. But uh if so if I had a bet on a team in this matchup to kind of lead that offensive push like quickly, I'm gonna take the Packers. So we keep saying that this is the matchup that you want for Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, I think Nick's going into this matchup with... Um, did he win last week or did he lose? I think uh, he lost. I think he lost. No, he won. He did win um, last week. So I think how that, much we care. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a big win for him last week because looking at his team this week, it was it's just one of those where you're just hoping that some of these guys do something and you, you probably think you're going to lose. Um, but he does have a chance with Rodgers, Jones, and Dobbs. Both Christian Watson and Alan Lazard are very much questionable where I don't think they are going – I'm not sure if they're going to play. Um, Lazard had projections, but it, he they barely practiced all week. So having Dobbs as like the number one option could be a very um, – could be a really nice flex play this week. Okay. But, uh, let's-, let's head over to Steph's team. There's Jamal Williams, Jake. There is Jamal Williams. I've been asking for Jamal Williams – uh, for weeks now, Steph has rebuffed my my trade offers. Um, but instead of Jamal Williams, let's talk about the goose egg on our bench. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I he's, uh, you know trash. If, if uh, it's just it's revisionist history, and if Steph went against you know the the clear cut number one, perhaps she were to take C Mac. How? how how would you feel about our team if she were to have someone like a Christian McCaffrey instead of Jonathan Taylor? Um, I don't know. I, I, and I don't know if, I don't know if it's bye weeks or whatever. I mean, everyone's healthy here and I know Mike Williams is on IR, but the running back would help. It would obviously solidify that the running back spot that I thought coming into the year with obviously Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette, that Mm -hmm. was a, very like formidable duo but i i keep looking at our wide receivers and i know waddle's been amazing this year amazing 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 but christian kirk as a number two wide receiver she doesn't look like she has any help on her bench um i don't know i'm she's got very like b minus level wide receivers right now obviously christian mccaffrey would be a huge boon because Jonathan Taylor has been out. He's been hurt when he's been playing. He's been inefficient. Mm-hmm. We get it. That's horrible. I mean, I just had, I just dealt with Najee Harris all year with that and it stinks, but it's, it's not like that's the one solution to our team is having that would, would be having that number one uh, running back. I still feel like rolling out Christian Kirk and Juju on a, on a, on a lineup here that I guess if Jonathan Taylor was in, it would maybe bump, it would probably bump Juju out, put Jamal in the flex. I don't know. I, I, it's crazy how, it's crazy how, while progressing through the season, how quickly you love a team and you hate a team. And right mm-hmm. now, I hate Steph's team. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go back and listen to the first, second, and probably the third week of our podcast uh, when we were talking about matchups and teams and whatnot, Blake literally roster baited all over Steph's team and thought it was the best team that he has seen all year. Um, but I actually want to touch on a player and I was just looking at the stats. I, I need some respect for Jacoby Myers. It's time to give him some respect. He has not gotten less than eight points this year. It's not busted That's crazy. one game and he's gotten over 14 points, three games this year. He's got. He does have a tough matchup. I feel like anyone that plays the Colts, uh, Stephon Gilmore, kind of gets shut down this year. Uh, he has. It's the second best uh, pass defense, so maybe he's. She's not playing him because of that reason. But Jacoby Myers is someone that 
has been very consistent this year. And I don't think no one's really talked about him as being a, as a good fantasy option. See, Steph? Yeah, he's just been a target, like absolute target hog. And, he, and it showed with both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You get those situations where uh, a certain quarterback fixates on a, on a specific wide receiver. You see it in Pittsburgh. Everyone was super excited about George Pickens once Kenny Pickett came in. It seemed like they had that connection right away. But there's some players on certain teams, no matter who the quarterback is, that quarterback room knows we got to get the ball to this guy. He's our playmaker. Yeah. He gets offensive involved. Jacoby Myers is that. He's been that all year when he's been healthy. And that's, I mean, it feels like the whole Patriot wide receiver room. Um, who was the guy? Nikhil Harry. Like Nikhil Harry mm-hmm. he, coming out, he was big prospect. It was the first time Patriots drafted a wide receiver in the first round. And he just couldn't stay on the field. He's, they showed talents, but he just couldn't stay on the field. Jacoby Myers is kind of heading towards that same thing. Last year, I believe he was hurt for a little bit on and off. But this year, I don't know if it's a product of lack of offense on that team because, and which I don't really think it is because with Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, they're both, it's, it's a good running back room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much, how involved Hunter Henry has been this year. Not but, uh, when Bailey Zapp was playing, uh, he was he was involved. Besides that, he has not been. Yeah, and I'm I'm rolling through the roll decks. I think they have Nelson Aguilar. It's it's a weird running uh, wide receiver room, and this is just one of those perfect situations on a meh team where one guy kind of full, uh, pulls from the from the crowd and kind of separates mm-hmm. himself, makes them the premier target. Sometimes on bad teams, it just that never happens because it's just the uh, just the lack of offense, lack of creativity, but. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, I, I you have to find a way. I don't, I don't, I know you were saying it's a See, tough matchup, but you still got to find a way to put him in your lineup over like Juju. The, the issue with Steph's team is that, like, just like you said, it's a bunch of just like good players. Like, yeah, I think she, I think this is a week where do I play Tyler Lockett? Do I play? I'm not gonna, no, I'm not a big fan. I've never really been a big fan of Curtis Samuel, but, uh, or do I play Jacoby Myers? Or to be honest, and I touched about this earlier. So I played Gerald Everett. Uh, she played Goddard, which is the correct play because he went off. He had 20 points, which was really good for her to start the week off. But Gerald Everett's going to get 10 targets on Sunday. Like he is going to be primarily, probably, you know, mostly used as a pass catcher. Um, and yeah, I mean, she has those three options, and I would put them in over Juju, especially since Kadarius Tony is going to be used. He's going to be active. Um, but Juju has had back-to-back 20-point weeks. So, yeah, it's tough. This is going to be – I think this is going to be a week. And I'm not sure it's really going to matter um, because I will be taking Steph against Nick's team this week. But um, this – this it could. It could matter. It could come down to her make uh, – it's whatever decision that she makes for those – for that flex spot. Um, and even the Christian Kirk's spot – who she plays right there. It's a tough, it's tougher stuff. I think, I think since she got the 20 point out of Dallas, Dallas Goddard and it kind of put her ahead in terms of like projection wise and kind of mm-hmm. like safety net wise, I think she can make, she can be more comfortable to make the decision that she thinks is the right decision, not kind of searching for like the right answer yeah. because like there's two different ways you can approach it in your lineup. What you think is going to happen or what you expect that's going to happen. And yeah. like, I feel like, Right now, the Juju's the safe pick. I mean, he has been going off the last couple of weeks, so it's fine. I don't think she's really going to be 
scratching that hard trying to figure out what she's going to do. Uh, I'm also going to take Steph here just because of just by getting that Nick's going through. Yep. And part of me, what do you do? You think she drops anyone for a defense? So I was thinking that, but I I just remember that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out, so she can just slot him into IR okay. and then she'll okay. pick up a defense. Well, oh, that's dumb. Okay, but <laughs> we're we're both taking Steph here. All right, Jake. How many points does Fischl Boys beat San by? Um, sixty-five, and we'll move on to the next matchup. No, we have to still talk about it. Ah. Team Mercier versus Fischl Boys, number one team. Fischl Boys five and three going against Sam four and four. Good head start for Fischl Boys here. The Miles Sanders show continues. Damian Pierce Mm -hmm. continues to be a beast. You know what? We we've talked about Phillips's team having three of the best running backs. We've talked about there's somebody else that has good running backs. I think Phil. Uh, Phil's got his, good running backs. Yeah, with his threesome that he has. I honestly think Brian has the most underrated threesome out of any. No, I can say, any I team. Can agree with that. And and who would have thought the person saying that is the person that just trashed on Miles Sanders to open up the, the podcast? Yeah. This this Eagles team, this Eagles team's being obviously undefeated. Uh, and how sweet for Brian. It's his his favorite team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're undefeated and Miles Sanders uh, redemption. But a lot of this, a lot of the the hype, I think, is goes around their quarterback play and just their offense. And but they're really a running team at heart, starting from the quarterback and going through the whole lineup. I mean, just this last game, Sanders had one. Gainwell had one. Uh, he's he's involved. This, this is the perfect situation for Miles Sanders. It's crazy to think that it, it took the Eagles this long to kind of unlock him and like let him go. Um, Considering they just they have it's not like they've had bad teams in the past, mm-hmm. but with with Hertz at the helm now and his ability to really scare uh, defenses with his running ability, coupled with Miles Sanders, uh, this is just the perfect formula for him. And, and Brian got him at the right time, and mm-hmm. and it's I think seeing his performance this year, it's 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 more shocking that we haven't seen more of this consistency throughout his career. Yeah, and the only reason why I I shit on him at the beginning is because I have had him in the past, and he is a very frustrating running back. I should say in the past he was, only because you saw like flashes of really really good running back play, and then and maybe not a testament on him, but they would get inside the five, inside the ten, and he would get stuffed like over and over and over again to the point that I was just like, man, this guy just can never score a touchdown. Like I said at the beginning of the year, he did not score a touchdown the entire season last year. And this year, I believe he has six or seven. Yeah. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so he he's definitely turned that page to where he's a dependable running back. I am actually surprised he's the 17th ranked fantasy running back. I feel like he would be a lot higher. Have but, they hit their bye yet? They did have a bye. Yeah, but like That's a big it, difference. It, but I said but this I think the points that counted on Thursday have already been in. So he was already like he was probably like in the twenties. And that only dropped him to seventeen. So um I would like to touch on really quick Damian Pierce too. That guy I eat my words beast. on that guy. Um that guy and something that we will do next year, and I'm going to officially declare a rule change next year. Uh oh. Um, we will be getting bonuses for hundred yard players. Okay. Um, I 
I saw a tweet, and the, the reason why I changed, I'm going to change this. I have that in another league, and I think it's really beneficial to like reward the players that do hit 100 yards. For instance, like Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell had one point less than Damian Pierce last night. That's just yeah, not fair. That's, that's not right. That's not right. Damian Pierce ran for 139 yards. 27 carries just absolutely and he didn't get in the end zone and that's you know that's tough and Kenneth Gainwell caught two catches for like 30 yards and or like four catches something like that so in a PPR league we're in a half point but in a PPR league he had one less point than Damian Pierce so we are going to change that next year to when if you get 100 yards you will get a three-point bonus whether it's running back or a receiver okay I like that that's fair I mean it's so frustrating when you're I feel like uh, there's probably a lot of Derrick Henry games where you get that, where it's just like they have mm-hmm. horrible field position. Uh, they're back at the end zone. The guy runs for like 70 yards in like one drive, and then here or like here comes Tannehill, QB sneak, and then you're sitting at a 135 yard game. And you're at like 13 points, and yeah, I and Tannehill's vultured three of them, so I, I can agree with that. I think that's that's fair. Are you also going to do it for wide receivers as well? Yeah, so both running backs and wide receivers, if it's over 100 yards, um, then you will get a three-point bonus. I'm not going to do it for quarterbacks in the league that I play in that has this. It's 300 yards passing. Um, I I just think that's just extra points for quarterbacks, and you're already getting some if you have a rushing quarterback for more points. So we'll probably keep it the way it is for, for quarterbacks, but... Yeah, I think I think it's time to to reward the the bell cow running backs that get twenty to twenty five carries, um, and perhaps they're on a team like Damian Pierce that they are just so bad uh, that it's hard for them to score consistently. Uh, but yeah. he has he has been awesome this year. Yeah. Um, speaking of not awesome, even though you didn't say not awesome, I'm going to bring it up. The only downside I have to Brian's team is Zay Jones in a starting lineup. I, <laughs> yeah, got to be a better option out there. Don't understand that. Uh, he has a bunch of people on the bye. Um, has just random players on his bench as well. Robert Woods still has his roster spot. I'm not sure why. He's the 70th ranked wide receiver. Um, you know, Mike Boone is still there. He's the 77th running back. He's actually on the IR, so I'm not sure why. And he just was placed there Monday, so maybe Brian hasn't uh, realized that. Uh, you still have Evan Ingram, who has been, you know, decent as a as a tight end, but you have Travis Kelsey, and I believe they've already had their bye. Yeah, they had it last week, so no reason for that. It would probably be best for Brian to upgrade a couple positions, um, but Brian's number one in the league for a reason, and it have to do with that three headed monster that a running back we haven't even talked about his two best players. Well, I was looking at wide receivers, so I'm not even on the roster. You got to bring them up. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So, oh, um, I, I mean, mean, I'm so tired of talking about them. We get it. Like they're amazing. <laughs> it's he. It's like when I go into a draft, I want to like make my life as difficult as possible. I'm not going to go just go draft the number one quarterback and then the number one tight end and then call it a day. No, I'm going to make these tough tough decisions at my draft no, you're gonna Kyler myself. Murray and you're gonna get Najee Harris yes yeah, so I'm gonna screw myself over to the middle of the year so I'm stressed out the whole year no I'm not gonna applaud him for making the smart decision here <laughs> um let's head over to Sam's team and it's Please, no I don't want to look at that team it's just a bunch of it's like a it's like a you know Campbell's soup the alphabet soup it's just a bunch of letters 
just sprinkled around a bunch of just random players sprinkled around on a team that, uh, you know, one week they'll go off and then the next week they'll barely hit 70 points. I, I, I know she doesn't have much of an option with TJ Hawkinson. He's going to a brand new team. I guess she has Gilsecki on her bench. I don't know why Earth Smith. I, I just, what is she? I don't know what she's doing. I just don't know what she's doing here. If there was a worse defense probably to have in this league, is the Jags, I guess, which is crazy uh, considering that Fischl has the Rams and the Titans on. De- this whole matchup's just funky. It's an absolute funky matchup. I don't like Damian Harris in this matchup against Colts. I don't like TJ Hawkinson uh, going into his first game with Minnesota, trying to learn that offense. Um, Tyler what, about, Boyd? what about Kirk Cousins' revenge game at Washington? What was this? What was the? What was the thing? What was, what was his quote? Uh, you like that? You like that? I don't like that. There you go. Mm. How about that? Okay. Um, no, I think obviously we mentioned him with the Justin Jefferson. Like Justin Jefferson, you're excited about him. I think he's going to go off. Kirk well, Cousins is excited for him, but yeah, I think he's going to go off. Well, you you're excited. I, I guess you're right. He's going up against you. No, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good game. I. And I just, I don't know. I'm so down on everything else on our team that I can't even get excited about Kirk Cousins. Joe Mixon, I haven't really been keeping tabs on him this season. Um, I seems, picked the wrong year to to bet against. Yeah. yeah, Not one game has he gone over 82 yards. Yeah. Just very uninspiring team. I think Jamar Chase really, uh, Jamar Chase being out is really going to just highlight all the weaknesses that are on Sam's team. Mm-hmm. And Sam, you should have accepted that trade that I sent weeks ago for Jamar Chase. Should have happened. She also should have accepted the trade for Brees Hall for Amon Ross St. Brown, but uh, I digress. Yeah, yeah I, th- I mean, I, I'll speak for you right now. Uh, we're both taking uh, official boys to beat Sam. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to talk about anything knowing that I'm in last place. Uh, but I, I just look at Sam's team and I just I don't understand how I'm in last and she's in eighth. So hopefully after this week that gets fixed, the fantasy football gods, um, you know, even it out. But I think Brian wins and just one o'clock, one o'clock. We look at this matchup and we're like, yep, this is what we thought would happen. One o'clock. He's taking he's taking the official boys out to the Chuck E. Cheese or something because yeah, it's already some, over. Some uh, frozen yogurt just to celebrate uh, the six and three record that he will be having. All right, our matchup of the week. This can decide a lot. I feel like this actually has the potential to decide a bye week. Um, no, yeah, don't say I, that. I, I do. I feel like it has, as I will say, I think Phillips will be right on both of your tails um, going in for the last couple of weeks of the season. But this is this is a big week, big week, uh, rivalry week. We have Blake the Cat. Hashtag claws up. <laughs> I honestly thought that was a cat that you got. An actual cat? Yeah, that actually is. Yeah. Um, just brought a cat in just yeah, for the a Phil's cat. You stole Phil's cat for uh, one of his cats for the rivalry week. It's like one of those like high school rivalry weeks. You yeah, go to the other like high school something. and steal their statue. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you went and stole buttons or whatever the cat's name is. <laughs> um, against the ghost of Forte. Um, it's really hard. We'll start with Phil's team. It's really hard looking at Phil's team, and, and there's not too many weaknesses. Maybe tight end, but besides that, 
Uh, yeah, just t- just tight end. I man, I I really hope. I've been pumping up the Jets defense all year. I I hope it's it's hard. One of those guys is going to go off in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whichever one is neutralized by the Jets defense, the other one will probably pick up the slack. I just in division game. I guess they're on the road. I don't. I I mean the Jets have been exciting, but I feel with Zach Wilson at the helm, if there's one. I mean, there's there's plenty of quarterbacks in the league, but yeah. the giving Buffalo extra possessions if Zach Wilson's just going to throw the ball away like three times like he did last week <laughs> is the wrong team to do it against. Yeah, I I'm a little nervous for I guess what we'll talk about when we go for my team because with the uh, Devin Singletary here, but yeah, there's there's not much weaknesses if Tyler Tyler Higbee can stay healthy. I don't I don't know what to expect out of that Tampa game. I expect the Rams to lose, so I expect them to be behind. Expecting them to throw the ball a lot. But yeah, there's not much I can really say here. That that matchup against uh Seahawks defense against Arizona, Tyler's been better. He Yeah, with that's obviously one that I'm very interested in uh just he, because you have Kyler. Yeah, I Kyler's been a lot better. He's been a lot better with, with Hopkins. They're they're just a better offensive team. They've been scoring a little bit more. Kyler really, I mean, without checking the, I'm going to check the stats here. He really this season, uh, I guess last week he gave up two interceptions. Mm, now Tyler Kyler sucks. I I don't know. I'm I'm not very excited. This is my buy again in week two. Uh, it'll be. Interesting to see how involved T. Higgins is in this offense now. Maybe mm-hmm. he's the number one guy. He probably is the number one guy on that team. What does that mean for him? I don't think he can do the same stuff that Jamar Chase. There's really not a lot of yeah, people that can do the same different. stuff. They're, they're different completely different. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know if he if that offense changes in any aspect. They get him more involved. They turn it into more of a possession, like a throwing possession offense, rather than getting the ball in Jamar Chase's hands, letting him run like seam routes or up the middle and stuff like that. I don't know. There's a lot of... See, the thing is with Phil's team, there's a lot of question marks, but the baseline for what to expect out of his team is super high. The yeah. question marks, though, if they hit, oh, it, it, it's going to blow out my team 100%. Yeah, I was looking at his team, and the thing with Phil's team is that they score touchdowns, and they score yeah. a lot of them. Like Dalvin Cook has five this year. Ramondre Stevenson has four this year. Stefan Diggs, I think, has yeah, he has seven this year. T. Higgins has three. And Gabe Davis, I think all of his points have come off touchdowns. He has four. And that's just without Saquon, who has five. So like you're getting three, four, five, six, seven touchdowns, like with with these players. And Tua throws he has twelve touchdowns, and I think he has only started basically five games. Um, so that's two, basically two, two, two point two a game. So yeah, Phil's team gets touchdowns and they're, they very much, like you said, their base is super high and that's solely because of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think Phil, what you, what you're hoping for is just lack of touchdowns this week. I think that's what you need to hope for, um, that these games are low scoring, um, and there's possibility with the Jets when the Bills offense just looks so good all the time to where perhaps the Jets 
do do a good job since it's on the road. But it's hard to like say like, oh, they're going to shut down Josh Allen and the Bills who have like one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's going to be a tough week um, for you. But you know what you do have on your side? Please tell me because I don't even know what I have on my side. The curse of Kenny Pickett. So, mm. you know, Owen, Owen, what is that? Owen four or Phil is one and four this year without Kenny Pickett as his starting quarterback. I'll take that because I, I need anything I can get. Just looking at my team, I, when we were talking, I was going, all right, let's look at quarterback here. Who's got the advantage? Mm, I'm going to take Tua. Okay. Devin Singletary first, Dalvin Cook. And that's an L. Michael Carter, L. Devontae Adams over Stephon yeah, Diggs, L. I'm, I'm giving Phil the W on like everything. On now, every- to be fair, um, when I had Phil on for the interview, and or when he when I had Phil on to step in for you that week, it was you guys going up against each other, mm-hmm. and it was kind of similar too. Phil had a lot of guys on by. He had his uh, Buffalo guys on by, and stranger things happen. I took his team. I liked his matchups. Nothing that I said that. W- Nothing that I said that I thought was going to happen actually happened, but it still worked out where he got the win. <laughs> but it was one of those situations where kind of gutsy call. I just liked the matchups. I liked. Uh, I think that was the week that. I think that was the week that uh, we were pumping up. Uh, Phil and I were pumping up the AJ Dillon over there. The, yeah, pumping up AJ Dillon who dropped to one point five. But Phil, yeah. yeah, did did come up with the win. What I think you should do for some mental warfare. I think you need to change your name to the ghost of Kenny Pickett. No, I'm not doing that, Jake. You can't oh. no. I'm okay. not doing that. All right. I'm sticking with my team. I'm I'm five and three. If this is a horrible, horrible matchup. If I drop it, I'm not out of the playoffs. As much as you're trying to hype this matchup up and get me nervous on Sunday. Well, are you going I, to be you now have Raheem Mostert. Will you be starting him over yeah, Michael Carter? 100%. Michael Carter. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Um and I I don't know, I'll make the decision if I want to go Michael Carter over Adam Thielen. I think I'm just swapping out trash for trash. Now I in this situation, I'm kind of in a spot where I if I'm going to win this, I need a Hail Mary. Oh, and, no. I think I know where this is going. And the second to last player on my bench. Yep. <laughs> I knew that. Right when you said Hail Mary, I was like, oh, here we go. Is the ultimate Hail Mary I can I can get. Now, I don't know how I'm always going to be. I absolutely love um, when when this trade went down. Uh, we have, You and I have a group message with my youngest brother and – Obviously, my youngest brother is super excited about Darius Tony. He was the idiot that told me to pick up Greg Dorch, who dropped a zero. Yeah, the Greg Dorch game. The Greg Dorch game. And uh, we were super excited. And then you made a comment, like, the guy's always hurt. Dude, the guy's the guy's fine now. He's he's chilling. He's loving it. He's practicing. Um, we got a report here. He's a good bet to make his, his debut. He's – I. From what I've seen, very little of him. He's been barely playing throughout his career. But what I've heard about what he was in college, and the very little time that I've watched him with the with the Giants, is the guy's a game breaker. That guy's really mm-hmm. good. Like get him on the field. I feel like if you if uh, with this offense, you get him. God, if you get him six targets, uh, he he's gonna break one off and. 
it's gonna be now i honestly wasn't even thinking about making this move but now talking it out and seeing how much of a disadvantage my team is going up against phil this week i'm gonna have to just just stare at my phone for the next two days and see if i want to make that decision maybe if i start hearing more reports coming out maybe that he's learned the playbook a little bit more or they're excited about him or maybe i'll get caught in the hype maybe they're trying to pump him up, trying to throw Tennessee off, thinking that he's going to be more involved than he is. Game Sunday night, I don't know if that makes a difference. Maybe if it was Monday, they got a little extra day to for him to get reps or practice or learn plays. But I need Hail Mary this matchup. Yeah. And there's no bigger Hail Mary than Kandarius Tony. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying when it comes to all that. Yeah, and it just it comes down to, I'd see any, oh, man, a lot of your players play it. Holy shit, everyone plays at 10 a.m., Oh, I hate that. Um, yeah, so you can't really just wait to see how the 10 a.m. games go and then plug in Kadarius if you're down by, like, you know, 30, 40 points going into the 1 o'clock games. Um, yeah, a lot of Phil's players play at 10 a.m., so that's just a decision you're going to have to make off right off the bat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you if you think you're going to be down going, I mean, into that uh, Sunday night game, which you most likely are going to be, um, might as well. You might as well just throw it out and, and hope for, for the best. I will say I feel like when it comes to Andy Reid and like certain players, you just never know on the Chiefs unless they're like the legitimate options like a Kelsey, Tyreek. Um, I mean, nothing better than, you know, saying that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the starting running back and then Clyde <laughs> outruns him by yeah. like five or six carries. So yeah, it's always – I feel like it's just – they kind of just play off of – feel there and kind of just whoever's rolling they kind of just go to them like we talked about juju he has back-to-back 20 point games um but yeah i mean i I see your your rationale and your your line of thinking so i think it's i think that's a fair just kind of hail mary are you on um you're looking at our matchups you on your computer or your phone my computer refresh it Oh boy, he's now in on the flex. I'm assuming. Yeah, there he is. I'm rolling with him. Fuck it. Might as well. Yeah, might as well see what you got. Um, and there's nothing better than picking somebody up in the middle of the season and, you know, dropping a nice 15, 20 point burger for your squad. Let's do it. Um, you're taking you're taking Phil's team here. Yeah, and if and if Kadarius Tony gets zero, I'm gonna change my team name to the ghost of Greg Dorch deal i'm in, um as much as i want to pick myself i hate picking phil's team especially against myself um as an honest podcaster i'm going to take the ghost of forte all right welcome back to another edition of Baki's bets. Uh, it's been a while. I think it's been three weeks since um, I have made all of you money. I don't remember the record that I have. I know it's, I think it's right around 500. But this week is where we go 3 and 0. And actually 4 and 0. We're going to get a Miller time bet on here oh, as no. well. Uh, Blake I'm is, actually one to know. Blake is one to know. He is undefeated on his bets, so uh, he is going to. He is the underdog, self-proclaimed underdog king. Um, but we'll start here with mine. 
really quickly. We'll go the first one of the day. We're going Dolphins Bears. Now this line is at uh, the over under is at 45 and a half. I love the Dolphins offense. I think they just go up and down the field. Um, a little bit of perhaps just uh, um, last week, the Cowboys just easily diced up the Bears defense. Now it was on the road for the Bears in Dallas, um, but we saw them dice up that defense. I think the Dolphins also score rather quickly, rather uh, efficiently against the Bears where they score touchdowns, not field goals. So I think the Dolphins will be scoring, you know, high 20s, early 30s, and I and I, I should say low 30s. And I do think the Bears have played better offensively. They are not the same team the beginning of the year that just struggled to score. Um, I think Justin Fields will get a touchdown or two. I think he has it in him. Also, he's on Phillips' team, which means that they're, he is going to get points. So give me the over 45 and a half in the Dolphins Bears game. Second game that I'm looking at is the Packers Lions. Now, the Lions do score, but one of these weeks, the Packers will have to find an opponent to where they just crush. And I feel like I've been watching this for close to two decades now, where Aaron Rodgers just absolutely kills the Lions, rips the hearts of Detroit Lions fans everywhere. And I feel like this is the week where the Packers destroy a team. Now, do I like the point, the the hook on a three and a half? Not really, but I will say that three and a half is a is a line that I'm not too uh, much of a fan of. I think it's going to be a four point. Like I'm going to say that it barely hits over um, that three and a half. So give me the Packers minus three and a half. Aaron Rodgers has his best game of the year. Um, there might be a late drive that decides this spread. My last game is going to be the stinky game of the week. I'm usually not good on these, but I am very curious as to why the Minnesota Vikings are only three point favorites against the Washington commanders. The commanders have been playing better as of late. They have won three in a row. Um, They have beaten the bears, the Packers and the Colts, but a couple of those games were last minute wins. Um, I think the Vikings are a good team, not a great team, but they are six and one for a reason. And I just, I think Kirk Cousins goes in there and we have talked about this before Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, I think has a huge game. Um, so I think that the Minnesota Vikings will win comfortably. Um, and I would take them minus three. Those are my three picks. You got the over on the, Dolphins Bears, you have Green Bay minus three and a half, and the Vikings minus three. Now it's time for Miller time. All right. So, underdog God is what they call me. I want to know this season. I'm going to keep it going 2 0 right here. Give me the Jags. Very small underdog, plus 115 against the Raiders. Raiders this season, um, giving up 3.95 yards per carry. Um, not a very inspiring defense at all. They've given up a lot of big... Uh, we go through their box score. We've given up 71 yards against Chargers. 115, 99, 56, 68, 108, 75. Going up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville throughout the season have been a team that um, they run the ball. They get a lot of touchdowns. Their touchdown disparity between the rush uh, and passing is dead even. They're averaging right now 5.2 on the ground. I think the winner of this game really comes down to the run game. 
and I think Jacksonville's defense will be able to take a take a stop to Derek Carr and the Devontae Adams uh, combo that's kind of in shambles right now. I think the winner of this game is the best running back team, and give me the Jags. I feel like they're going to control it. Give me them money line.